0: From the fallout of the ongoing pandemic, businesses have seen major disruptions to global supply chains and a renewed customer preference for Australian-owned and made businesses and products. By manufacturing in Australia, GME is able to produce high-quality, reliable products that consumers want whilst also keeping local manufacturing jobs. A win-win for everyone. As an Australian-owned and operated business, GME openly embraces Australian manufacturing and is proud to release the only Australian-made handheld UHF CB radio, the TX6600S. The TX6600S underwent all stages of its development at the GME head office in Western Sydney. This included industrial testing, on-site warehousing and national distribution, by completing this all in Australia, it ensures that JMA can bring products to market faster than those that rely on importing goods from overseas. These internal measures also enable JMA to ensure the TX6600S and other products are manufactured to the highest quality. GME products are brought to market through stringent in-house quality assurance practices and backed by an ISO 9001 manufacturing accreditation to ensure product reliability and to uphold the quality that GME is renowned for. Like all GME products, the TX6600S is built tough like the Australian Outback and comes with a rugged IP67 ingress protection rating to ensure exceptional performance and years of reliable use in the harshest work environment. It was designed to suit a wide range of demanding commercial applications from agriculture to construction, mining, councils and countless other industries that require stable and dependable communication to get the job done safely and efficiently. So remember... Wherever life takes you, take GME. You're listening to the Central Station Podcast where we bring you stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home.
1: Hi, I'm Kirsty Williams and this is my story, Little People, Huge Hearts. I was nervous with George starting kindy given all he wants to be when he grows up is a worker. But easing into kindy days bit by bit, stretching the time out longer and longer over the weeks and a few bribes of toy tractors and the like in between, saw him make it until lunchtime come the end of his kindy year. Last year it was school, and whilst he was happy for the days to end and tried to stretch out lunch where he could, he was never unhappy to go into the schoolroom. And his little brother Jack also enjoyed him going to school, as every toy in the house became fair game come 8.30am. Given the unfortunate run of seasons we and many others have had, there's one thing kids do, and that's keep you grounded. While she can sit and stress about the fact that it won't rain, the kids are up before the sun's in full flight, ready to get amongst it, wanting to know why, when, what and who. Whether it's dry times or not, their curiosity about all things doesn't dwindle. Questions about why the trees smell funny, what made that track in the dirt, why did that dog die, how long does it take for the eggs to hatch, why aren't you mustering that pay, and when's it going to rain, and so on. The kids help out wherever they can. Yes, because they know no different, but also because they love it. They have every opportunity to use their imagination. They know where their food comes from. They understand things are born and things die. They understand that rain's important. Whatever hurdles we have living where we do, the lifestyle often means the kids are mature beyond their years as they are very aware of the real issues such as drought. Seeing young kids helping feed stock is not something done for a photo to put on social media. It's possible the feeding that happened has happened for days, weeks, months or maybe years before that particular photo was taken. Recently, George, at the tender age of five, quietly said while I was getting tea ready, I know what I want for my birthday, Mum. And I thought, oh, beauty, I love it when they give me ideas. But his response left me speechless. A rain-making machine to make Dad happy. My eyes welled up and I just smiled. Without even knowing... They learn that we all have responsibilities and a role and a purpose, building a work ethic that's instilled in them from an early age and an understanding that nothing comes without hard work and there are hurdles in life. Only this week Cam managed to reduce the length of his thumb somewhat after getting it crushed. As we were walking out the door to drive into the local community to meet the flying doctor plane that was coming for retrieval, Cam went in and gave the kids a kiss goodnight and said see ya." In the bleariness of sleep, Lucy at seven called out as he walked out of the room, I love you, Dad. Don't forget to take your thumb with you, which was sitting in a Ziploc bag on top of the cupboard. The words came out as if she was reminding him not to forget his toothbrush, but they just take everything in their stride. As the saying goes, you can take the kids out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the kids. You can pick country kids a mile away when when they're in town for face-to-face school events. They might be in their good clothes, but the bush stature and talk doesn't get left at home. A spare bedroom in our house has now been relegated to house the kids' toy trucks, yards and cows, which has now become known as the cattle station. The talk that comes from the rooms in tents. Copy channel, Jack. I just have to head back to camp to fix a couple of tyres. Roger. Whoa, jeepers, that's a cheeky bullock, that one. The same conversations are had as they ride around the veranda on their bikes. Last year I asked our kids to write a letter to Father Christmas telling him what they want. George came back to me with two pocket knives, a new bike helmet, a cricket set, a new saddle, new blue truck with Mount Sarah written on the side, three new trailers with a loading ramp to load another trailer, new riding boots, rollerblades, some mum white cows and bulls and calves and a million dollars. Nothing like ambition to get in the way of reality. And Lucy, new reins and a halter, new lace-up riding boots, six pocket knives and a phone. And as for Jack at three years old, when he got us, I know, whatever George is getting. The pocket knife water was a tricky one. A few months before, Cam had let George have his pocket knife for the afternoon to stop a meltdown about something else that had been confiscated, which I had no idea about. I was doing the dishes and I looked out the window to see George holding the somewhat willing family dog as he was about to attempt his very first earmark. Banging on the window close to breaking point, a very sheepish boy very quickly walked away from the dog. And I said to him, if I see you cutting anything living with that knife again, well, that's it. No sooner had I said that, I look out another window and I see him carving his name in the biggest gum tree in the centre of our yard. Well, that was it. The diversity that living in the bush brings is tough at times, but the tough times are what brings you together as a family. Last January, when things seemed like they couldn't get much worse with water problems, Cam made sure he came home the afternoon for George's fifth birthday. With the kids swimming until nearly dark, we were not far off retreating for tea and a birthday cake when the fuel truck rolled through the gates. Still with a temperature over 40 degrees, and because it's what you do when you live we, we do, we invited the truckie to join us for tea. So there with us we had a truckie wearing his blue singlet, plugger thongs, a beard that made him look like he would be right at home on a Harley Davidson, and with sweat beads dripping off places I didn't even know could sweat, having a birthday dinner with us. The kids then dragged him off to show them what George had got for his birthday which then turned into a tour of this room and that room as they tried to dig out their Christmas presents to show their new audience. It might not be much for some, but for us it's nothing short of character building. Today, as I put an egg on toast in front of Jack for breakfast, he looked at me with his three-year-old serious face and his big eyes and he said, bloody hell, Mum, you're a good cooker. The kids probably don't realise, and I think we may not stop and even think about it often enough, But even though some days may be long, the years are definitely short and we're so damn proud of the little people they are and the huge hearts they have.
0: Ag Workforce specialises in recruiting for agricultural jobs including farm work, station work and agribusiness across Australia. View current jobs, advertise a position or register as a job seeker at agworkforce.com.au. If
1: you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au, where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station, and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station, True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations. And we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au. And we're also on Twitter at Central Station 6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.